0: We're fixing to have us a good day.
2: Welcome on into the Locked On Auburn podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use, from a, use blah, 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 promo code Fetch Me20 for your first delivery free. Of course, their free app in your phone's app store to search Fetch Me, it should pop up, or go to fetchmedelivery.com. Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast, there have been some lines that have been released throughout college football, according to FanDuel's uh, sportsbook, and we will go through the six Auburn games that have um, that are on there. It's pretty much all the, the six biggest ones, so we'll chat about that. Um, before we jump into that, it'll be Michael Pappas and Painter Sharpless joining me, and um, yeah, fun conversation, so stay tuned for that. But just a quick programming note, something that we're doing kind of get through the off season On Thursday, we're going to do this probably every other Thursday. We may do it every Thursday if you guys like it, but I'm giving you some homework. I'm giving you some homework. We're going to kind of do the throwback Thursday theme of re-watching together some, uh, some really big games throughout Auburn football history. And we thought it'd be best to start with the most recent Iron Bowl, Auburn's 2019 Iron Bowl win. So find a way to watch that game. It should be on YouTube. Um, or, uh, or watch ESPN if you haven't. It. It's on YouTube. I'm getting heads up over here. So it's on YouTube. So check that out. And uh, we will recap that game and kind of reminisce. Little nostalgic purposes as well. And uh, we're all craving sports anyway. So be sure to check that out. Uh, sportsless times. Hey, but just because it's, there's sportless times doesn't mean we don't have sports to talk about. I have a packet of things here, and it is from the uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook. They released a lot of lines for a lot of early lines for college football. So naturally, I brought my uh, my betting guy with me, Michael Pappas. Hello, how you doing, buddy? I'm very good. How are you guys? I'm feeling myself today. Not gonna lie. You came in with a little uh, hip in your step. I love that. I did. Have I... you Have you noticed this painter? Yeah, popping. <laughs> I don't know if it was... Poppin' Pappas. Okay. I don't know if it was because
1: I, I, like, I listen to music on my way into work instead of a podcast today. And, you know, usually I'll maybe recap
2: yesterday's Locked on Auburn, maybe do a few other things, but... Well, that kind of fits in, because nobody in the world is listening to podcasts right now, so... (laughs) Nobody in the entire world. <laughs> and it hurts, but that's fine. If you're listening today, thank you. We love you. Yeah, we appreciate it. All right, so, um, yeah, Auburn has six games on here. I figured it'd be fun to kind of talk about that.
1: Go for it, baby. Uh, can someone pull up the schedule so we can make sure we get yes. home and away correct? Yes. Because, Zach, we talked about this earlier. I thought all the home—usually t- in— when you look at these things, the a, home team a schedule uh, bets, and, whatever. Yeah, the home team is either on the bottom or on or this, the right or
3: the second team listed.
1: Yeah. yeah, but some of these like aren't. I don't. It's some are and some are not. I don't know if they just like didn't care when the they put it up or game You've been wore. waiting
3: for Auburn and Alcorn State. That one is at Auburn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man.
3: I guess Auburn is technically the home team because aren't they playing in Atlanta? Yeah, against North Carolina.
2: Right. Just got a notification on my watch here. Apparently, Shefty Adam Schefter tweeted that Carolina is expected to release Cam Newton today.
3: I can't say I'm surprised, but Mm. I am surprised they decided to pay Teddy Bridgewater a similar amount of money for a guy that's injury prone and doesn't have an MVP. (laughs) It's weird. But anyway, analytics. I guess so. Is that what it is? Is it an analytics thing? Uh, I mean, I know that that has been something that their new owner has talked really? about and that part is smart like if, if you're not using them you're dumb at yeah. this point it's clearly <laughs> clearly something you should be using but i can tell you this much teddy bridgewater is not as good as cam newton
2: yeah i, I agree with you i agree with you so he's better at covering the spread teddy bridgewater is
1: yeah he's like unrealistically <laughs> covering <the spread. laughs> that's so
2: funny i wonder why yeah i don't know okay I don't know. So, what is, does that mean Vegas doesn't think he's good? Is that what that means? There's got to yeah, be a million probably, different yeah. factors, also, too. Like what some of that past has to be teams, luck, right? On and yeah.
3: I, I, anyway,
2: I don't know. Did his kickers happen to make kicks that day versus you know them not? I don't know. Whatever. All right. So the the first one, believe it or not, there's not a spread out there for Auburn versus Alcorn State, but Auburn heck? versus North Carolina. Auburn is a six point favorite. That seems okay to me. I think they'll actually probably win by more. I bet when this game kicks off, they will have more of a... I bet it goes a little bit don't higher than a touchdown. Creeps, yeah, don't you
3: think it creeps up a bit?
2: I think so. Let's ask our gambling degenerate. Hmm. Uh, all right,
1: so th- this is one that's that's rather interesting to me because... So these early, early lines, you, like, can only put a very limited amount of money on, right? And, and so they basically will re-release the lines for week one, much, much closer to the time. Okay. And um, I would expect this, this to— This is week two. Does that matter? Um uh, I mean, okay, so this will get released the the Sunday or Monday, probably the Monday after we I would won. say it okay. definitely
3: matters because you'll be yeah. watching whatever it is Auburn's new look offense and new look defensive line does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm sure it'll impact something sure.
1: but it, uh, you know Auburn playing Alcorn State. I don't know who UNC plays in their first game, I'm sure it's a a, a cupcake also. Uh, I would anticipate this line being about six, six and a half.
3: I just don't <laughs> they take on UCF. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. Um, I, I, unless UNC gets just absolutely blown out in that game, uh, I don't see this
2: line changing a ton. Really? Yeah. I just feel like Auburn's so much better than North Carolina. And it being in Atlanta helps Auburn, right? Or is yeah. it, am I just building that up in my head? No, it does. I mean, it'll, but North Carolina is not that
1: far i don't know how well the Geogra- football team geographically
3: travels. i don't think like it is it's ava- a lot of it, auburn people that live it's an there, advantage though. for auburn and, and that i would imagine just the number of graduates and you know there's a fair amount of people who live in georgia and end up coming to auburn i think more than anything i'm looking at it from the amount that they care about football and uh, i would yeah. imagine that unc is not in a place even with the surprise success mac brown had in his first year where they're going to be bringing tons of people to this game but it is the most excited they've been about North Carolina football in a while. Like he gave Absolutely. them he gave them a reason to care in year 1 and Auburn may be a much better team by the end of the year, which I can very much see being the case, but with a position group like offensive line where so much of it depends on cohesion and familiarity and everything that we've talked about on this show and and you can't get away from it with the coronavirus the obvious thing is there's no been no spring practice, and we sure. don't know how that's going to impact the offensive line. And even if there had been, there would be guys who were not coming in until the summer. So I think Auburn stands to get a lot better on the offensive line as the year moves on. Week two, very much still a still a team in yeah, progress,
1: and we're talking about a line they have to put out to get people to bet on both sides because that's what the sports book needs, right? Half the money on either side, and um, you know, like Painter said, completely new offensive line, completely new defensive line for Auburn. None of, I mean, pretty much we're not going to learn anything about it from their week one matchup. So it's uh, this looks like where it's going to be to me.
0: All right, looking ahead to another game. In Week 3,
2: Auburn takes on Ole Miss. So I guess that is in Oxford. It is. And so Auburn is a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Let's start with uh, the host of Locked On Ole Miss for this one.
3: That seems right. Uh, I am fascinated to see what happens when time gets closer after we've had a couple weeks of playing, assuming that we get to have that. And this one, to me, for Ole Miss... Is an opportunity, even though I don't think Ole Miss will win, to early in the year, first month, make a statement just by keeping it close. The two games that I think Ole Miss has the best chance of doing that or pulling off the upset, this game at home against Auburn or at the end of the season in November in College Station. And the reason they might be able to do that. Ole Miss, like Auburn, is going to be figuring some things out offensively, but they bring back a lot offensively. Mm-hmm. They've got to figure out their quarterback situation between Matt Corral and John Rice Plumley. Ole Miss kept this game close, even though it was not statistically close last year in Jordan-Hare Stadium. The final score was. And um, I think if, if Ole Miss can just be challenging enough to find ways to score, Auburn may still be struggling offensively to find its identity, and I think that leaves Auburn a little bit vulnerable for a one maybe – two-score game late. So this is one to me where on paper you go, Auburn's a lot better, but Ole Miss can probably keep it respectable.
2: Folks, I just want to encourage you, if you just got fired up by what you just heard, Painter talking about Ole Miss sports, you can get it every day. Whoa! Every single day, locked on Ole Miss, wherever you get your podcast. All right, so Auburn, a a nine-and-a-half point favorite currently week three against Ole Miss. What do you say, Michael Pappas?
1: This is one of those games where... Uh, I think heading in, everyone is going to be a little nervous about it, and everyone is going to be like, "Wow, uh, you know, nine and a half, ten, whatever, eight points, whatever they end up setting it at, it's going to be, it's going to make people nervous, um, especially for an Auburn fan." But you got to remember, they're trying to get half the money on both sides if they set this at. Uh, a, a low single-digit line, something less than a touchdown, all the money would come in on Auburn, and, and they can't have that, and so they put it higher. Um, I actually think – I agree with Painter. This is an absolutely incredible opportunity for Lane Kiffin to come in and make a splash year one. Um, this is this game is kind of like shades of uh, Ole Miss, Alabama. I mean, whatever, week three wow. or whatever it was when they had Chad Kelly or – Who's the guy before Chad Kelly even also? Bo Wallace. Bo Wallace. Dr. Bo. So, um, you know, nine and a half seems like a little high for where I'd set it just based on, you know, the unknowns of of what they've got with Lane Kiffin coming in. But this is a game that it really helps Auburn that Ole Miss is not having spring practice. Yeah,
3: I, I think, too, the other thing is if you're confused about talent, that would make sense. Like if you're looking at the way Gus Malzon and his staff have recruited for the last four years mm-hmm. and the what it is and Matt Luke actually did a fine job considering the circumstances. But they're clearly in like Auburn's in in the group of teams, there's about twelve of them that can recruit at a tier talented enough to win a national title Ole Miss is very far from that so if you're looking at it from a three or four year recruiting period you're like wait a minute like how could this Ole Miss team compete with Auburn and I get that
2: yeah I mean going into it I think both of the Mississippi schools are kind of in a situation with a new exciting coach the the program's going to look a lot different as far as what they're going to do on the field you got to think for both of the Mississippi schools especially Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin that they're just going to kind of be in a situation where, all right, if we can win one or two games that we're not supposed to, if we can ruin one other team's season, that almost makes it a success. If you get to a
3: bowl game after not getting to one last year, if you beat your rival, which always matters in that nasty rivalry, and the way it went for Ole Miss last year was both (laughs) hysterical and heartbreaking for Ole Miss fans. Yeah, I mean, basically getting a bowl game, beating Mississippi State and upsetting Auburn or A&M in that scenario would all but guarantee seven wins in year one for Lane Kiffin.
1: For, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the two most important positions in college football are quarterback and head coach. So the Ole Miss schools certainly look like they are in, uh, in a great position this season.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shot the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com. All right, let's
2: move on to Auburn's Week 5 matchup against Kentucky. I guess that one's home as well because they're first on this list. That would mean they're home. Uh, Auburn, a 17-point favorite over Kentucky. That is a lot, and I'm okay with it. Does that make sense? Does
1: Auburn play both of their SEC East opponents in the same both away or both home?
3: All I'll say is the last time the two teams played, they did play in Lexington, and the schedule that I'm reading has this at Auburn. But, okay, great. No, uh, I just believe you. In, I think it was in 16, because it was on fall break. Maybe it was 15. I know Auburn had to travel to Lexington.
1: No, uh, if you're looking at the schedule, I believe you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I se- was just wondering. 17 points. That's a lot. What are your thoughts on yeah, this, guys? Um, I- I'm okay with it. Really? This this is one that I immediately kind of balked at. Um I guess we don't really know about Kentucky this Your season. Your mic is all over the place, it's by the way. because I'm getting excited. and Sweet. I'm, I'm also freezing for some reason sure. right now. Sure, you're right so under the vent. That's it, yeah. why you're it's in the worst seat in the yeah. house. Um, mm-hmm. th- this was one I immediately balked at. I mean, we we don't know who the quarterback for Kentucky is going to be. Is it going to be Terry Wilson? Um, is it Bowden left, right? I believe so. I haven't heard anything about him in the in the draft, but... Um. Yeah, or is Gatewood going to get a waiver, and then is he going to be able to win the job up there? Also, I think
2: Gatewood does get the waiver. I don't. Just just a hunch. I don't think he gets the waiver. Okay. I sorry. Um. I just don't. Who are you apologizing to?
1: I don't know. I guess. Okay. This twenty-four-seven. Do, do you think he's listening?
3: This 24 7 sports story by Josh Edwards says that Lynn Bowden represented Kentucky well at the NFL scouting combine. Okay. It, so that would make me think he's probably going yeah. to be a factor. <laughs>
1: um, and then, you know, I'm not an expert on Kentucky, but they've put together a, a couple good seasons. I mean, they won 10 games two years ago, and then they had a. I mean, they pulled some magic out of thin air last year to be as successful as they were. Um, when the, their whole quarterback room got injured, so right it almost got, got better. A, they were like, yeah. "Let's just
3: run the 2013 <laughs> Nick Marshall offense, and no one can stop it." I guess it works if you've got the right personnel. Yeah. I mean,
1: so whatever. I maybe seven. Maybe Kentucky is going to go back to being a a, a, a bottom feeder in the. SEC East, but the way they've played the last two seasons, I, I just I think this is going to be a dogfight in Auburn.
3: My gut reaction is this one moves down in time. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, I'm basing that sum on what Michael is saying, which is that Kentucky under Stoops has progressed. They got to double-digit win seasons a few years ago. Yeah. They're recruiting better in Ohio, which right. has made a difference for their talent pool. Uh, quarterback is the obvious question mark among some others. They also had some players, quite frankly, in the last two years that they have not been accustomed to having. That yep. went on to play in the NFL. Right? Is that going to be the case this year? I'm not familiar enough with their roster to mm-hmm. make a claim like that. But if they have guys like Benny Snell, um, who's the mm-hmm. linebacker that went, uh, Josh Allen? Yep, sure. You know, if they can continue with
2: not ta- your Josh
3: Allen, alas, no. Right. But uh, you know, that level of talent makes me at least think like, all right, they could keep this within ten
2: points. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. So Auburn's week six matchup against Georgia. This line was the one that stood out to you the most, Michael. Georgia, a seven and a half point favorite in Auburn.
1: And this one is, this one seems ridiculous to me. Um, for starters, I don't think Georgia should be favored by seven and a half on the road against uh, a team that has, you know, almost as good of talent as they do, or equal talent. Also, it's going to be their sixth game, fifth or sixth game, depending on when their bye week is, I guess, uh, with a new quarterback and a new offensive system. Uh, I would guess it's the quarterback. It's going to be Jamie Newman's first real SEC road test. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what their schedule looks like, um, but the seven and a half just seems wild to me. They're also replacing a bunch of offensive linemen that are very good. Um I just seven and a half seems like a ton. It seems like a ton. Uh, I agree with you,
2: Painter. What are your thoughts on it?
3: This game is in Athens. Yeah, just for clarity, because because Auburn played both both Georgia and Alabama oh, yeah. at right. home. So I just want to clarify, unless I'm mistaken. <laughs> but uh, I think that seems appropriate, especially this far out. The thing I'm I, I actually think this is, there's a good chance for Auburn to finally get over the hump in Athens this year, especially playing Georgia early in the season. We've heard that before, though. Right. And so the question mark for them is just how good will the transfer be at quarterback? And you can probably point to some things that make you think with an increased level of talent, he'll be a lot better than he was at Wake Forest. Or you could probably convince yourself that against lesser competition, he was still not able to not turn the ball over and that it's going to not be enough for them to to beat really good defenses. I I think Georgia will have the best defense in the country next year. Huh. The question is, all right, will the offense just be like, capable? Again. Like yeah. and, and, and they're switching their offensive philosophy, and it appears that they're going to move to a – I mean, he's a dual-threat player and that he has some mobility and uses the read option well. This one, to me, seems like it's going to be close as both teams are starting to figure themselves out at about the midpoint of the season.
1: Yeah, and – the uh, Just to go along with what you're saying, Painter, um, the increase in talent. The uh, the wide receivers, the offensive linemen, and the running backs m- will all get better. But you know, for the most part, so will all the defenders. So it's kind of like, eh, which will win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a yeah. lot to think about. I, I-,
2: I think this is going to end up being about three or four. Week 12, Auburn hosts LSU. And LSU is a one-point favorite, pretty much a, a pick at that point. I think, um, I think that's fair with it being in Auburn, and I think there's, there's a ton of question marks around LSU right now.
3: It seems impossible, one, that they could follow up that season just in that they lose so much. But we have seen certain teams, mostly Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson, do that. Uh, I want to see LSU run this without Burrow and Brady. Mm-hmm. And, like, will they probably win 10 games? I would expect. Like, it's possible they could drop three and go nine and three, but they're probably only losing 10 games with or winning winning 10 games with the talent they have. Sure. I don't know, though, if they're going to be able to, to even come close to what they did last year. They set the bar so high, it just seems impossible to me that they're not going to drop one to Alabama. Yeah. And, and I can convince myself that, that back home, Auburn's going to beat LSU and, and win two of the three against their rivals this year, with the exception of going to Tuscaloosa.
2: Right. And, and you mentioned teams doing really well and losing a lot and reloading, like Alabama. And there's been other teams that do it. You're Ohio State. I mean, Georgia's getting to that point now, too. But none of them have really well, been. Georgia has you had to win first to reload. Sure. Sure. I love your nitpicking, it's incredible. It's incredible. That's my Georgia shot for the day. <laughs> sure. No, that's great. But all of those rebuild teams, they haven't really been based around a quarterback having an historic season. And I mean, it's it's easier to replace, you know, when you lose, you know, six or seven starters on the defense, but when you have a quarterback that did what what Burrow did last year, you don't just Get that again.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's him and Cam Newton. Like, you can, I don't care who well, you want to go with as far as like having the most historic, if you're just basing it off of a single season. Hold yeah.
2: on. You got to
1: put some respect on Johnny Football's 2013. But he didn't or, win anything.
3: Yeah, I mean, they lost that's multiple straight, games and win played win. in the Sugar Bowl. So, if we're going to yeah. nitpick,
1: <laughs> this is an interesting time <laughs> yeah, I to mean, bring that up. <laughs> Tim Tebow, 2007. People talk about that one, right? Sure, that's I fine. That's fine. I think
3: also, like, I mean, it'd be interesting to see Tebow playing in the like today's game yeah. where they're passing more. But that said, I am going to stick with with Burrow and Newton. And if you want to throw in Manziel, I like watching Manziel, and I enjoyed watching Tebow. So whatever. Like, in, if you are in that tier, you had a pretty good season, sure. But you are right; they had a good defense. It was the narrative about LSU's defense, especially in the back half of the season, was overblown. They were still a top twenty-five defense. They were just leaps and bounds better than everyone offensively mm-hmm. so especially like the first half of the season you could quarrel a little bit with their defensive production yeah um but they relied heavily on burrow and what those re- and the receivers for that matter the receivers mm-hmm. were excellent and sometimes i feel like they got a little bit lost in the shuffle this is one where i can see auburn uh going two of three against their rivals and, and that would be very exciting for auburn after struggling against lsu yeah, the At
2: only quickly your thought on the line uh, I
1: I think it's fair. I'd like to see Auburn favored by one instead okay. of, but that's fine. Um, the only team that's been able to do this with quarterbacks is um, Oklahoma when they went from Baker to Kyler to Jalen Hurts. And mm-hmm. to do that, it was, you know, you're replacing a, a, a once in a – Lifetime shot in a barrel with a five-star number one overall recruit with Uh um, a guy who took who went to the national championship as a true freshman. Sure, that doesn't happen. And I'm not Miles Brennan, but they didn't
3: win. Like I, I, that's all true. But they it it amounted to to conference championships, not a national championship.
2: All right, last one we have the line for at this current time: the Iron Bowl that'll be in Tuscaloosa at Bryant Denny, and Auburn is a 13-point underdog there.
3: Unless the season is going – that does seem high on the surface. Yeah, I, th- I think but, that's a lot. Uh, unless the season goes better than – I, th- and I just said that I can see Auburn beating LSU in Georgia, so it's going to sound weird that I'm going to say this. But <laughs> uh, Alabama does not suffer many disappointing losses. They certainly don't do it twice. Yeah. This one being in Tuscaloosa. I I am really excited about watching Mac Jones. I know a lot of people have bypassed him for the five-star whose name I forget that's coming Bryce in. Young uh but i think it's his job and you know he had two costly interceptions one of which was fluky the other one was a bad one that he threw to smoke monday but like i think this is going to be a playoff team next year and i just don't see a, a way in which auburn is going to go to tuscaloosa after pulling that one out last year and get it done especially without the defensive line they had last year
1: uh i think this line is high uh that's fair. If there was one line on here that I would jump at right now, maybe put like $5 on, if in our state we could use FanDuel, which uh-huh. we cannot, right? Um, it, it would be this one. Uh, it's just more, much more likely in my experience that, uh, or I guess I should say like in recent history, that Iron Bulls end up being you know close, really good games than end up being blowouts either way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And... I don't think this year is gonna be much different.
2: Alabama cool. should be good. Auburn should be good. Panda, where can we find you and hear you, bud? If you enjoyed
3: any of this podcast, and I know you enjoyed it all, check out some of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast or all of it. Your team every day. I know you I know you all care. And the lunch <laughs> break. We talk a lot of Auburn sports there and some other nonsense. That's eleven to one on ESPN one oh six seven with my good friend and co host Justin Ferguson.
2: Pappas.
1: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at couchpaptato. Still looking for a PS3.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, reach out to him if you have a PS3 because the one I gave him doesn't work. Mm. Follow me on Twitter at deepblack. We follow the show on Twitter at lockedonauburn. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast.
0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members.